Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Beat School, the podcast for bandits, beginners, and beat makers. I am so stoked that you are here with me. I know that there are a bajillion other podcasts out there you could be listening to, and you're here with me right now. That means the world. So I'm not going to waste your time. One of the biggest questions that I always get asked when it comes to music production is, which DAW do you use? So I wanted to take this first episode, tackle one of the biggest questions, break it down, top to bottom, my experience and my previous past with DAWs, what they are, what they do, and the pros to cons to each. All right, so let's get into it. What is a DAW, first and foremost? Well, that's short for a digital audio workstation. When you're making beats, a lot of folks think that you need some kind of crazy gear, you need to be in a a studio with Dr. Dre or something, and that actually couldn't be farther from the truth. When it comes to making beats, these days, because I travel a lot, I actually do it all from my laptop. So the only thing that you really need is the software to make beats. You don't need a MIDI keyboard, you don't even need fancy headphones. I know producers that are making over six figures just off of their Apple headphones that come with their iPhone. So the real key is, getting the software. Now, the hard part is that these software are often pretty expensive, ranging anywhere from $400, $500, $600, up to $1,000, depending on the package that you get with them. So I'm going to cover kind of my experience with these and what I did wrong that I would recommend um, that you do instead. So when it comes to a digital audio workstation, they pretty much do all the same shit. It's like whether you like Adidas or you like Nike or you like Reebok or you like Umbro, they aren't going to make you jump higher, run faster, any of that shit. It really much, uh, it really is just a matter of personal preference. So when it comes to a DAW, what I highly recommend is a lot of them have free trials and even if they don't borrow a friends or quote unquote, find it online. Uh, but I highly recommend trying them out for 30 days or so, and then picking one and sticking with it. Because like any tool, the real magic is how well do you know it? So I made the mistake, and I think a lot of beginning producers also make the same mistake, is they bounce from one software to another. So I did one or two years with Reason, I did another one or two with Logic, I did one with Machine, and then I went back to Reason, and then I eventually ended up on Ableton. So the only one of these that I'm recommending to you that I actually didn't use was FL Studio, but I know so many huge producers that use FL, I have so many homies that use FL, I wanted to put it on the list as a recommendation, even though I didn't personally use it. So when I started, I used Reason. And here my, I'm also going to break it down, the pros and cons to each one that I found throughout my journey. So my pros to Reason were it was colorful and it had a creative interface, which sounds stupid, sounds really flowery, but if you're going to be looking at this thing for four or five hours a day, you want it to be easy on the eyes. And I liked how everything was kind of automatically color-coded. It just kind of was very straightforward and made sense. I felt like it didn't take a lot for me to start getting used to it, I was able to make my first beat pretty quickly. So the learning curve is, that's the biggest problem with all of these is that it's just a bitch trying to learn them. And I feel like reason I was actually pretty, I learned it pretty quickly in the, in the rudimentary version. I wasn't making bangers or anything from the jump, but I could at least learn how to quantize notes. I could lay down tracks. And I felt like there was an aspect to it where It also came with really creative sounds. And so that's another part of my pros to it, is if you like to customize sounds, especially synths, if you're really into synths, I highly recommend Reason because you can really get creative with the way that you 
do sound design. It's hard to explain without being able to show you. But when you're in reason, when you create an instrument of some sort, it comes into this thing called an instrument rack. So you can have instruments, maybe you have like three or four different instruments in your track, and they're all in this instrument rack uh, from top to bottom, one, two, three, four. And what you can do is you can flip the rack around so that you're looking at the back of it, and it'll show you as if these were a lot of the reason instruments are actually modeled after real hardware and uh, actual analog synths. And so that'll have, as this sounds strange, but as you flip the rack around, it'll show you all the actual quote unquote wires on the backs of these actual instruments. So if you use the software, what it allows you to do is you can actually take the wires, the these hypothetical software wires and reroute them into each other to come up with a really cool, unique sounds where other programs, software, and uh, digital audio workstations will give you some creativity. I've never seen anything like this where Reason really lets you get granular and kind of specific with your sound design. So that would be my, my recommendation. If you're into creating melodies and into synths especially, uh, I think it's an awesome option. When I was using it, I'm an OG now, which is crazy. I'm already an old head. But I think I was on Reason 4 when I started or Reason 5. And I think they're up to like... I don't even want to guess. I think it's like eight or nine or 10 or even somewhere up there. So I, when I started, one of my cons was I, I found it very difficult to sample. But I feel like now they've done a much better job at letting you chop up samples, rework samples, things of that nature. I can't totally speak on that because I didn't use that version. But if sampling is, is really important to you, I'd at least check it out and try it out before you jump into it. So I used Reason for about two years, uh, I think two or three years total. And I'd used it initially, and then I came back later to an, a different, a newer version where it was much easier to sample. So I'm going to just give it the benefit of the doubt, say that it is easier now than when I started. So if you like sound design and a colorful, kind of easy-to-use interface, I recommend Reason. The next DAW that I then jumped to was Logic Pro. This might have been two years into my production journey at this point, and it was when I was first getting into sampling heavy and Logic completely changed the game for me. It's an Apple program, so, you know, as a Mac and Apple stan, I automatically am a fan of it. Uh, but I think Logic is one, that's one that I know Russ uses, J. Cole uses. If you like to sample, it does make sampling pretty easy. It, I wouldn't say it's the easiest program or best one for sampling, but it does make it pretty straightforward. It's also, uh, I think it's one of the nicer interfaces to look at. Again, this is going to sound silly, but everything just comes in. It's it's designed by by um, Apple, so it just it the the it's sleek and it feels good. It feels nice to use. It's pretty intuitive. I my my biggest beef with Logic was that even though the sampling was easier, it still didn't feel completely granular and customizable to me. Because I'm such a sample-heavy artist, that's really important to me, and I felt like there, it was still enough of, of a pain in the ass that I wasn't able to completely tweak and customize my workflow the way that I wanted to. So I really enjoyed Logic. I used it for a few years, pretty straightforward, but at the time, I found the sampling, again, not quite my cup of tea, and I, it was some of the first beats that I made my actual best beats on, quote-unquote best beats. At the time, I thought they were my best beats. And so I'll, it'll always have a place in my heart. I still do like to mix in it. I think it is great for mixing if you're mixing or mastering a project. But for production, I have other preferences now. 
The next one I'm going to talk about is machine. So machine, I ended up getting, I moved after logic for two years, then I moved to machine. Again, don't do what I did. Don't stick with something for two years and switch. Try it for 30 days, pick one and run with it. So at this point, I've become kind of a beginner intermediate now with two different DAWs and then jumped ship right when I probably, right when the learning curve gets hard, it kind of comes in stages, these waves where you have a beginning bump, then you have an intermediate bump that's a little, that hill's a little bit bigger, it takes longer to climb. But once you get past that, you get into the really fun stage when it becomes more of an extension of your brain and you can really just kind of create ideas more fluidly, but it takes, that takes the longest time to get there. And so I kind of jumped ship right before, right when I was on that hill, before I crested that peak into that, which was a bummer, but you live and you learn. So machine I got because I wanted to get more physical with my music. I saw a lot of people, I've always loved drums like Dilla drums and different drums that just have a little bit more swing. And so I thought if I could play them out on a actual drum pad, it would be a lot more fun. Unfortunately, what I didn't realize was that machine, you actually have to use their software with their hardware. You don't technically, but for the most part, if you want it to integrate perfectly, you have to use the native instruments, DAW, pretty much their digital audio workstation that pairs with their hardware. It's the same with Ableton Live and Push. You don't have to use Push, I don't believe, with Ableton, but it just works a hell of a lot better if you do. So I got machine. And again, I had it for probably, I didn't, I, to be honest, I don't think I had machine for a year and a half. I probably had it for a straight year and I had fun tapping out the beats, but the DAW and a machine, another reason why I moved for machine was because the sampling, this was the easiest time I ever had sampling. I loved it because in machine, it's a very much like an MPC. You can actually load a sample and then you can use the knobs to get incredibly granular and specific on where you want the sample to start and stop. So I, this was the most fun I ever had sampling. Actually tapping out samples on the, on the pads was super fun. But when it came to actually layering all the different tracks into machine, I found it was a pain in the ass. I found the workstation looked really cool. It was all these flashy colors, but just not very intuitive, at least for me. And I wasn't able to ever really make beats that I was proud of in machine. Again, I only used it for a year, so I probably didn't give it enough time. I know uh, Ski Beats, the guys who, the guy who did uh, Dead Presidents for Jay, that beat, um, he uses he uses Machine, and he's like a big advocate for Native Instruments. But it was just never my cup of tea. I think if you want to get really physical with your beats, I think there are better options. But hey, I know some people that love it. Shout out to my boy Big Germ. He uses Machine. He makes bangers on it. So to each their own. Just wasn't for me. I love Native Instruments, but pretty interface. Awesome with sampling, but I still found hard to use. So after Machine, then I went back to Reason for a little bit, but I already told you about Reason. And then eventually, I got so frustrated with Reason that I moved to my baby now, my main thing, my main squeeze, Ableton Live. And, you know, I'm saving the best for last, kind of, even though I haven't touched on FL Studio yet, but we'll get there. Uh, but Ableton Live is the one that now I've been using for the past six years, which is pretty crazy to think about. Ableton looks, unfortunately, and listen, Ableton's my baby, but I think Ableton looks the worst out of all of these options. It's the, for some reason, it just feels very kind of meh. It's like gray and yellow and black. It's like a kind of a weird combo and you can change the skins, but it still kind of has the same layout. However, what just made sense to me with Ableton was the way that it was set up. It has all of these different windows 
so that you have kind of if you if you've ever used uh, a Premiere or an Adobe program, you know that kind of has like the tools maybe on the left side. You have your main kind of window where you're working on your project. You can see the project, and then maybe like a timeline that you can also mess around with the pieces. And then maybe on the right, there's other stuff that you can like drag into the project or something. And so what I found about Ableton so nice is I've always been the guy where if I'm working on uh, a Word document or any sort of thing, I, I like to be hella zoomed out. I'm not a full screen type dude. Like that's just not how I roll. I like to be zoomed out. I like to have that bird's eye view. You feel me? So when it comes to Ableton, what I love is that they had it has two views: a session view and a it's like a performance view, clip view, and in session view where you can have or excuse me, session and arrangement view, and an arrangement view is when it, it looks like a very kind of typical doll that's kind of laid out, the, the timeline is linear, and I just enjoy the way that I can kind of have all of my pieces there together and be able to pick and choose what I want all within the same main kind of interface, but I have different windows. And I know that probably sounds nonsensical, but try it and you'll see what I mean. And what I loved about Ableton was that because it's... It's meant for, I think, more electronic music production. Typically, there's a element, there's an element of audio manipulation that you can really dive into. So I get super granular now when it comes to my samples, where they start, when they stop. And I just found in Ableton, it was incredibly easy to go into where I wanted in, you know, the sample, chop it up, or if I wanted to go into an audio sample and reverse it or pitch it up and pitch it down. I mean, it automatically, I used to spend hours when I first started in Logic, I remember just trying to get my sample to loop correctly. And I mean, like now you can just drag a clip into Ableton and it automatically warps it so it loops correctly. Like it's, it's nuts how much time I wasted fucking around with this stuff. But Ableton, if you're into audio manipulation, which I am, I find Ableton to be absolutely over the top, uh, incredible for it because you can just, you can, you can be specific and unfortunately it doesn't look the best and the stock instruments in Ableton aren't great. Whereas I think the stock instruments in machine and in logic are, and in, and in reason to be fair, I think all of those have superior stock instruments. When I'm in Ableton and I'm in Ableton Suite, and it's like I never use any Ableton stock instruments just because I feel like they they sound kind of shitty. However, what I love about Ableton is instead of I don't think their stock instruments are great, but I think that their stock audio effects are pretty dope. So when you I'll dive into plugins and all that sort of stuff in a later episode, but when it comes to plugins, these are called third-party plugins. These are pretty much software that other companies make that you can then integrate into your DAW. But if you do, it often takes more CPU processing power. And as a guy who I don't use a ton of plugins, but I, I, I completely recommend it the same as with your DAW, your digital audio workstation, is get to know your audio effects and use those and really know their ins and outs. And so now with Ableton, I feel like rarely, if ever, do I have to use 
third-party plugins. I have some and I use some sometimes because they're nice to have and they can kick ass if you know what they're doing. But like everything else, it really doesn't do you justice until you know the basics. So that's my case for Ableton. They have a 30-day free trial. I found Ableton users too are very gung-ho. We're almost like a community. We're almost like vegans. Like you're going to know we're an Ableton user because we're either going to tell you within 15 minutes of meeting you or we're going to wear a shirt that says it. And I don't know many other subcultures like that, like vegans that pretty much are like, yo, they pretty much just tell you straight up what it is. And Ableton's the same way. As soon as you see someone wearing an Ableton shirt, you know you're going to be best friends because you just get it. You're, we're kind of like the, not the outsiders of the production world, but it's just, it takes a certain type of vibe. You kind of got to be a little bit, you like to got to do shit a little bit weird to be an Ableton user. And I think uh, a great testament to that is recently I saw a class with Timbaland and he uses Ableton. And so when you think about Timbaland beats, like they're usually, they got some unique sounds some just like dope drum pockets. Like I think that's a good, a good picture of kind of what an Ableton, typical kind of Ableton vibe is. A dude who's a little bit off the beaten path likes doing weird shit. So Ableton, I found, just worked the best with my brain. But again, our brains are probably going to be different. And because it just kind of clicked, I'd already had experience with other DAWs. I knew that that was the one that I wanted to settle with and learn the best. So that's the one that I still use to this day. I've had um, a great time using it. And now that I kind of, I've gotten over that intermediate crest, I'm in that more advanced stage. And listen, I still don't know all the knobs and dials that Ableton does. But the beautiful thing is that I can get it to do exactly, I know how to use it as a tool to bring my ideas to life. And there's nothing more beautiful than that. And so that's why I recommend it is because I've just found that I've had the best luck with it. And it's also an awesome tool for performance. If something like DJing or if you want to play parties, anything like that, if, if you're curious about kind of diving into that world, Ableton also has another view, which I believe is the session view. And that's the one that I use when I'm, uh, I don't DJ quote unquote, but if I'm playing beats at a party or something, it, it's an awesome performance tool as well. So that's my take on the different DAWs that I've used. And when it comes to the last one, FL Studio, I haven't used it, but I know this is a one that a lot of hip hop producers use. It was only for PC for a long time. And since I've been a Mac guy for ages, I, I never used it. But a lot of some of the biggest hip hop producers you know use FL Studio, Murder Beats, Sunny Digital, uh, Metro Boomin, the list goes on. So this is kind of like the quintessential hip hop doll. If I had to choose one, I'd say it would be FL Studio. And I think that they also, FL Studio has some really nice ways that you can incorporate drum patterns and different things. I've seen a couple tutorials and because it is so widely used, there are also a lot of tutorials on it, which is kind of a plus. So I hope that that helped clear things up a little bit on your digital audio workstation. This is going to be a series, at least for now, since these are the first episodes of getting started. These are going to be very basic episodes. We're going to get more advanced as we go. But since I'm at right now, if you haven't uh, seen, I actually have a course that I just did called the Blueprint to Beat Making, which is for beginners getting started with beat making. I also offer coaching services along with that if you're interested to help people kind of crush this learning curve and start taking their music production to the next level especially as a beginner. So get at me. Again, I would love to answer your questions. I'm going to keep answering the questions that I find and that people ask me personally, but I would love to find some actual questions from you as a listener and what you think is important. Happy to answer it on the next episode. I'll see you as I continue talking about what gear do you really need when jumping into hip hop production. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Check you next time. But, 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 deuces. Deuces.